Palmer Bear on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer! Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmer Bear. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. Solar panels work in winter. Solar energy output in Australia throughout winter is surprisingly high in some cities. You can learn more about better solar energy at B-Solar. Visit b.solar to learn more. GLG Green Life Group. Leaders in property services and open space management at glgcorp.com. Welcome to the First Serve, your home of tennis. Good evening, everybody. Welcome along. It's Monday night. It's post-US Open. It's been a massive fortnight at Flushing Meadows. So many great uh, stories to unpick uh, tonight. Sam Groth, welcome to you. Brett Phillips in the chair. Great to see you, Grothy. Mate, good to be here. What a tournament. Oh. My goodness me, if we've got anything left in the tank, it's uh, <laughs> been a huge uh, fortnight. Trying to cover it in the Australian time zone. I don't know where you want to start. I'm not even going to ask you a question. I'm just going to let you... Just rip into it, Grothy. You're the first thing that comes to your mind because it is hard to know. What is what is the best storyline out of this US Open? Oh, I mean, it has to be Emma Raducanu, I think, for me. I mean, I, I take, for an 18-year-old to come through qualifying in her second-ever Grand Slam tournament and, you know, I actually retweeted something from Josh Gay, who does our stats yes. during the Australian Open. Great and, man. Um, you know, remarkable that she has a Grand Slam title before she's even won a WTA tour match in terms of actually at a WTA event. Yeah. I mean, you'll never see this happen again, I don't believe, in the history. Well, it's never, you've never seen a qualifier win a tournament, a Grand Slam tournament ever, men's mm. or women's. Mm. I mean, you know, it's just a remarkable story. I, I think for me, after the men's final... Um, you know, I fully expected Novak to have 21 and to have the calendar slam. And, you know, I thought that was it was his year right from the beginning. And he, he's proven that. And, you know, the way he's targeted the slams, it's unusual not to see him win a Masters Series event throughout the year. Um, look, I, I've been critical of Novak over the time with things and, and the way he's done things uh, off the court. On the court, I've always been of high praise, though. And, uh, in a way, you know, I think it's great for Medvedev, but I, I would have, and there's people who don't love Novak, they would have yep. loved to see him stay on 20 with Rafa and Roger, but I, part of me is a little disappointed we didn't get to see history. I mean, as much, whether, whether you love him or not, and I'm not always the, the biggest fan, I would have loved to see that piece of history go down. I want you to pull apart the match uh, very shortly, but we'd love your calls tonight, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. If you want to join the conversation, give us your take on the two weeks, the finals on the weekend. Dylan Orcott, Sam Stowes, there's so much to uh, pull apart. You can get us on the Tennis Direct text tonight, 0433981116. You can go shopping with tennisdirect.com.au. Got that 10% discount store-wide. Use the promo code FIRSTSERVE10. You've got all the goodies uh, thrown at you, at your front door. That was thrown on the front door, as simple uh, as that. We've got a great competition running on our socials too. We'll tell you more about that uh, throughout uh, the night. Uh, an early text from your man, uh, Mario, in Maslin Beach, who called you the V8 Valiant uh, a couple of weeks ago. Rocket Rod Laver loved every minute of the Medvedev demolition of the Joker and uh, breathed a massive sigh of relief. He's a big, uh, big Roger Federer <laughs> fan, isn't he? Just... We didn't mind seeing uh, that record of you know, Rogers he sort of stay at the top there equally for a little while. I think no doubt Novak is going to get there eventually. Um, you know he, he's going to he's going to soar out in front. But 
Yeah, Rod wasn't uh, he wasn't disappointed. Uh, Mario's uh, followed up. He's on fire on the Tennis Direct text uh, tonight. Do they still have wild cards? Yes. And why wasn't Raducanu given one? Uh, well, Mario, I mean, she was given a wild card into her home slam yeah. at uh, Wimbledon, but she was 150 in the world, so it wasn't... No, no trade either between the no. LTA or Wimbledon no. and the US Open. We see that a bit. We see it with Australia and we yeah. see it in the French Open for us as well. So, mm. yeah, understandably, they stuck with their own. In the US. Yeah, no doubt about that. So, Emma Raducanu, we're all still trying to get our our head around it. It's unbelievable. And she just got better and better. And in the end, she's sort of playing top five, top ten level of tennis. What did you actually think of the final? It's a shame there had to be a loser. Uh, but her poise, um, technically really well set up. I, I just love what she produced over the last fortnight. Yeah, it was, it was really good. I mean... To come through and, and, you know, we say as a qualifier there's no pressure, but when you get to a Grand Slam final, there's pressure because all of a sudden you have this opportunity to win this huge title. And I think for both women, Layla Fernandez going into the tournament, if you said, we'll give you a US Open final and you'll play Emma Raducanu, would have taken it, I mean, and vice versa. So um, it was a huge opportunity for both both women. Uh, I, I think when you look forward, it's definitely a matchup we're going to see again in the future. I think Raducanu's mm. probably, for me, got a little bit more of the game to sustain that level. Um, and there's not a lot of holes in her game. And I know she was picked apart by a few high-profile people after Wimbledon because of the you know, anxiety sort of breakdown yep. that she suffered in that fourth-round clash. And there's a lot of pressure on a young player when you come from a, a tennis nation and a sporty nation like Great Britain. Um, and she didn't quite handle the pressure of the moment very well. But she's obviously gone away and worked on a few things because of her ability to back up only, what, six to eight weeks later and achieve what she has in New York. Um, full credit to an 18-year-old. Um, you know, I would have loved to see Fernandez not even buy into a little thing with the the medical timeout yeah. that that just yep. just took a little shine off for me um you know Redekin was well in control of the match she's bleeding from her knee you have to get that patched up actually not allowed to play Correct. with blood coming out it's not like she was trying to stall you're actually not allowed to yeah. do it yep. um and it just when i saw that and I, I heard those comments it just sort of took a little bit of the shine off Fernandez's week for me i didn't like hearing that so what do you think the legacy of Raducanu? I mean, it might be the generation oh, below no, her. No, no legacy at 18. She's well, just popped onto the scene. Okay, sorry. Let's rephrase. <laughs> the impact yeah. of her winning at 18, the the generation below her, what about those around her, Grothy? What about the ones sitting right now in the 300s? We might get the Aussie rankings up uh, very shortly and just think of our girls who are ranked in the 300s in the WTA. Do you think the, the, there will be some belief that will sort of will resonate around the tour that this could be me potentially? Yeah. And I think I think Emma actually addressed this. She said it, it just shows the depth in the women's game at the moment that someone of her ranking can can come through. Um, you mentioned those names in the three hundreds. Well, Jamie Fullis is just inside. She's two ninety nine. Gavrilova, Gadecki, mm. Myers, Hives. Well, Gadecki's the one that we are not pinning all our hopes on. No. But she's the one that is showing a, a lot of potential being uh, coached by David Taylor, who's uh, a world-renowned coach, and she's made a significant jump uh, this year. So she's one that we're we're hoping can um, go to the next level, but it's a, it's a tough road. I think it's just also one that it gives players belief. I think sometimes it seems when you're out on tour and you're grinding away that it's so far away. And this is a player who, I mean, she's a freak. I mean, it's it's a standout. But yep. this is a once in a, well, it's once in our sport. It's never mm. happened that, mm. she, that a qualifier's done this. Mm. So 
Um, but there, there'll be certainly players in that ranking bracket that have played her, have beaten her, have played against her, have played in tournaments that she hasn't won. Um, you know, the test is going to come, and, and like it does for a lot of young players, though, for Raducanu now, is is doing it week in, week out on tour, and now it's going to carry a lot of expectation, and we've seen this, um, you know, a lot recently, and the expectation of the tour and, and how it goes week in, week out, and you're expected to win now, it's not easy to deal with, and we've seen players struggle with that. Um, you know, the British press is going to follow her even more closely now. Yep. We know they jumped on during Wimbledon. Maybe at the start of the US Open, they were a little bit oblivious because no one expected this to happen. But certainly now, um, she's going to be at the forefront of everything they do. So maybe just a little sit down and a chat with Andy Murray about how to deal with that British yeah. pe- press might not go astray either. No, not, not at all. 1300 736 736. If you want to join the conversation tonight, your text on 0433 So we said here a week ago and we sort of thought. Uh, Svitolina and Pliskova, this was a great chance for them. So once again, they haven't got it done. Yeah. And I feel like the door's closing just a little bit more for them. And then you get to a couple of big semifinals. Sabalenka, you saw Sabalenka and Sakari come to the net. You're trying to be gracious, but you're absolutely shattered at the same time. You just want to get off court as quickly as possible. And and they showed, obviously, the players' reaction. An opportunity that both of them... Missed. Yeah, I think Sakari the semi, it probably still played on her mind a little bit, that Roland Garros one for me. I think she didn't really look into the semifinal in New York at all. Um, Sabalenka, though, it's the same problem <laughs> with Arena Sabalenka that is every time she loses, really. I mean, when she's at her best, she's almost unbeatable. Yep. But when it's not going to plan or one too many balls come back... Mm. It's bigger, it's bigger, it's wilder, it just gets erratic. And Fernandez looked cooked in the third set. She looked like she was spent. And Sabalenka just doesn't know how to find the court at times in a match. It's it's uh, for someone that wins as much as she does, it's plan A or plan capital A. <laughs> there's, no, yeah. there's nothing else. Well, I still think she can win one, but yeah, there's a lot... It's got to be order. seven perfect matches from yep. her, though, because as soon as it's not perfect, it, it's it's gone. So who are the next winners on the uh, WTA Tour? I mean, all these different winners, different finalists, different semi-finalists, quarter-finalists. It's tennis equalisation. Everyone's getting a, an opportunity, uh, Grothy. We've seen Andrescu, Kennan, Sviontek and Raducanu in the last two years, 19, 21, 19 and 18, all claim a major. So you're trying to look down the pecking order. So you're looking at Coco Goff at, you know, 17. She's already 19 in the world. Clara Towson, who's 70 in the world as an 18-year-old. Marta Kostiuk, who made a third round of the AO at 15 years of age. She's 55 in the world at 19. If we're looking at maybe another another teenager uh, stepping up or someone in that sort of 18 to 21 bracket. Yeah, um, I mean, I think you've still got to get through the top three, who knows what happens with Naomi Osaka at the moment. She She's probably, well, she's talking about taking a break, but you've still got Barty at 25 yeah, and Sabalenka if, at 23 and Osaka at 23. They're not, they're not going anywhere. No, if there's an opening, so, yeah, depending well, on the draws. They're going to be there yeah. for what? Let, let's say it's three to five years. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, all those names you mentioned, I think we're finally going to see the likes of Plishka and Svitolina and, and they'll probably start to move out, I think, in the next yep. couple of years. I think mentally it's got to hurt them a little bit. Kennan still needs to probably find a little bit of consistency for me. Um, but, yeah, of that young group, I mean, Coco Goff, I, I think this year, I, I think a lot of us were waiting for that real breakout big event and we thought it was going to come in 2021. 
Um, but she's still 17. There's mm. still there's still time. I a think we time. all we all rush and yep. want them to do it now. But I, I think her time will come. So just to give a perspective on the women's game, so Ash Barty is still 2,355 points clear as the world number one. So she'll hang on to that. Uh, by years in Indian Wells coming up at the start. Uh, Sabalenka stays at two. Pliskova four to three. Svitolina five to four. Uh, Osaka drops a couple of spots. Krachikova up to seven in the world. Andrescu a big drop, uh, being the winner a couple of years ago. Dropped from seven to twenty in the world. Uh, Radikanu plus one twenty-seven in the rankings to twenty-three. Fernandez plus forty-five to twenty-eight. Serena uh, drops down to forty-one in the world. And ranking's not significant for her anymore. And Azarenka no, uh, dropped uh, down to 32. I'm just going to say one thing there. It's not significant except for the fact you're no longer seated at slams. That's true. So that it, is true. It, is, it is quite significant in that way because Serena comes up at a tournament now. Odds are in the first, mm. well, she's going to. In the first two rounds, mm. she's going to have to beat someone in the top 30. Yeah, no, from that point of view, absolutely. Uh, David's in uh, Northcote who's uh, given us a, a buzz. David, welcome. I think we've got David there. G'day, Dave. Uh, look, I've just watched today a fascinating documentary on Netflix that covers a bit of Marty Fisher's story, which I think in today's... Um, what's going with today with, with Naomi Osaka, etc., with mental health battles, sportsmen are having, I think, as well worth a watch. I've got it on my to-do list. Have you yeah. taken a look? No, okay. but I want to because I was I played Marty at an Australian Open in the main draw and I actually know him really, really well. And mm. without having watched it, I know towards the end of his career, he couldn't even get on an aeroplane and it was really tough for him. So I'm certainly um, looking forward to it. Now the US Open's dying down and plenty yeah. of time spent at home. Um diving in but you're right it's it's still a topic that needs to be discussed and needs to be worked out better with the tours but yeah i can't deep dive into it too much because with a grand slam going on vp we've been a little busy no exactly dave i'm going to take a look at it it's on my to-do list this week i think it's one just one episode isn't it yeah, just a short yeah. one, an hour and a half or yeah. something like that. Beautiful. Okay. I'll take yeah, a look excellent. at it and give a bit of a, a review yeah. uh, next week uh, on the show. I mean, more tennis documentaries, the better. I mean, we love, whether it's Netflix, Amazon, um, some of the great ones we watched during COVID last year, we watched a, a number of you know great soccer documentaries. But if tennis can do more of this stuff, What's that behind? I think it's something that tennis hasn't done as well as a lot of other sports, is that inner sanctum behind yep. the scenes. Mm. You know, I, I understand when sometimes Naomi uh, says... You know, I get the same questions all the time because, to be honest, a lot of the time the players, that's all the questions they want. So if we can get a little bit more of an insight maybe as well because a lot of people sit there and go, oh, what a lifestyle, yeah. you know, or try and do a nine-to-five job. But mm. I don't think that outside of the sport looking in you get that complete understanding of what it actually is. What was that little series you did? with Tennis Channel? Yeah, My Tennis Life. So they're yeah. still doing that, mainly based around social sort of stuff. It's sort of been the kiss of death, though. I think it's four seasons in and every single <laughs> person they've had on's taken a bit of a... <laughs> bit of a dive so on the text uh, so the big three have won 60 of the last 73 slams which is just staggering but just as surprising to me is that nine different men have won the last 14 u.s opens i did see that stat today it has yeah. been the the hardest one the final major fatigue of the year. at the end of the year it's physically demanding i mean in the conditions in new york it's with the heat and the humidity it, it is tough and by this stage of the year the two is packed now with events and, and mm. every event especially in the lead up you go Master Series events into Roland Garros, quick turnaround into Wimbledon, yep. pretty much what, Washington or Atlanta 250, then it goes 500, 1,000, 1,000, Grand Slam. Like, it is a hectic part of the mm. year. And by New York, 
I mean, I used to take a break about three weeks out from New York because you were just gassed. Yeah. It was, it, it's, a, it's a really tough swing, that you know, North American summer. No doubt. Since Roger won his first 2003, and obviously the big three of, uh, is the stat there, 60 the last 73. Obviously, Seth and Del Potro won a piece. Great to see Juan Martin, yeah. who was interviewed, uh, trying to make another comeback. Uh, he was on the practice courts. Everyone loves him around the world. Um, hopefully, we'll see him back. I don't. I don't I, look, I can't say. I mean, it's, it takes some serious resilience to keep trying to come back after all this time. But, I mean, obviously, he just loves it. Otherwise, why else would you do it? Uh, Murray winning three, Vavrinka three, Chilich team, now Medvedev all uh, winning one. I mean, Medvedev's going to win more, no doubt. Yeah. Dominic Team's an interesting one. Obviously, had a really tough sort of 12 months, hasn't he? What's that? And, and I did have a little bit of think of this, about this before the show, BP, is... And I can't see it happening with Medvedev because he doesn't seem like this sort of guy. But mm. team, there was almost that sense of relief when he won the US Open and yep. didn't come to Australia, I think, in the best shape um, compared to what he's normally used to producing in terms of the physicality. And it was almost like that, I've finally won a slam letdown. Um, you know, I don't think Medvedev will do that. I mean, he doesn't seem like that no. sort of guy. He's a bit, you know, how, what's the word, laconic? Yeah. Is, that, is that the word? Yeah, it, you know, the way he sort of goes around, it doesn't really look like he's... he's an interesting cat. Yeah, he's very, very... I mean, even the, the celebration was, So they must have discussed this. Oh, it had to be. Because Jills would have said to him, and maybe Daria... Yeah. Said, come on, you show no emotion on court. You, know, yeah. you, you made a statement about 12 months ago that I don't celebrate at all, but if you win the US Open, you win a major. That's something, something. something you dream about, though, as a kid. And he's obviously, <laughs> he, he went to the FIFA celebration, yeah. L2 plus left or whatever he said it was. Aaron uh, from Airport West on the text before a break. Not that surprised by Medvedev's result today. Courts suit him. He does like New York uh, at the US Open uh, and hard courts in general. If you take a look at the 2019 result, Joker was... Off and uh, he made him pay, in my opinion. How much do you sort of put down to Novak not being at his yeah. absolute best I did, today? I didn't like the way he approached it, and I spoke about this with Todd, actually, on the Australian Open Socials during the week. To to play and, and to approach it for him like it was his last match, I think is the wrong way to go about it. The last match you ever play, it's emotional. Mm. You know, you're putting everything on, on the line. You know it's over when it's over. Um, I think the way he addressed the press and didn't want to speak about it, almost feel like he had to embrace it and take it all in and, and just enjoy the moment as opposed to the pressure. But that said, I mean, it's been an incredible season for him to take three slams. Like I said, I would have loved to see him create that piece of history, yeah. whether you're a Novak fan or not, just... Just to see. I mean, it's been yeah. so long since we've seen anything like that. But, no. yeah, I thought maybe just the pressure. Well, I definitely did. The pressure got to Novak for sure. Hey, I've just got to sneak this in because Mario's <laughs> on fire, right? I love uh, Sam Gross' Wikipedia where it says that uh, Sam beat Mark Philippoussis in 2007 and Mark uh, subsequently uh, concentrated on the seniors tour. <laughs> sending people sending people to, to re into retirement. Have you caught any of this SAS? No, it's us tonight, I think. Right, does it? Yeah. Okay, so we've been running about six weeks of promos. <laughs> I thought it was already over. I don't know, mate. <laughs> Wrong network. So he and Alicia... Oh, of course, you know. <laughs> uh, him and Alicia Mollick, uh, the scout and Alicia Mollick being put through the ringer on SAS Australia. Love your calls next. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 736 Take us inside your own views on the US Open. All thanks to Yonex celebrating 75 years performance product crafted in Japan. Check out their latest range at yonex.com. Better solar, better batteries, better energy. With B-Solar, you'll never have to pay another expensive electricity bill. Talk with a B-Solar advisor. Visit b.solar to learn more. GLG Greenlight Group, leaders in property services and open space management at glgcorp.com. The first serve, your home of tennis.
Welcome back to the first serve. Brett Phillips, Sam Groth. Uh, Monday night post uh, the US Open. Happy to take your calls. Uh, 1-300-736-736. Grothy, I might let you control the Tennis Direct uh, text tonight. 0433-981116. Just before we get into that, we're running uh, a number of competitions over the next month. A lot of giveaways through our social channels. And we're giving away a Naomi Osaka Yonex racket bag, which retails at about $400. So what you need to do is basically go on to one of our socials, Facebook, Twitter or Instagram, whatever your preference, you'll see uh, the top post there or through our posts of uh, how you actually get involved and what you need to do to be uh, in, uh, in contention to win at that prize, which we're drawing in about a week's time. So that is on our social uh, channels and a bit more to give away. Yeah. What's on the text? Uh, Dean says, Nova Djokovic looked flustered. Maybe the moment got to him. I think it's good to see different winners for a change. <laughs> And hope Daniil Medvedev goes on. And when you talk about different winners, someone doesn't have a name to it, but I think Zverev can win multiple slams. He's not losing to lower-ranked players early anymore. He's far more consistent and on his day is basically unstoppable. If he breaks through to win one, it could open the floodgates. I think Zverev is probably the best well-rounded player. Yep. Technically looks great. I mean, Medvedev still looks technically flawed, but I guess if you can repeat the swings, yeah. it, uh, it doesn't matter. But I do think Zverev will get there for sure. Um, no doubt. He's he's going to win one, but it, it's uh, it's tough. In fact, I was doing a little exercise uh, today. When you look through, so Medvedev's taken to the age of 25. Roger won his first at 21. Rafa won his first at 18. Novak won his first at the age of 20. And uh, team was, what, 26, I think, when he won. Yeah. He's uh, first. So uh, this era... You've got to uh, you've got to do the yeah, but I don't think this won't, I don't think this will happen again. What we've seen with these three guys, and you add Murray and Vavrinka into that mix, because mm. would they end up with three each or whatever? I, I just I I think this next generation will see it go back to being shared around a little bit more. Um, you know, I, I think Zverev and Medvedev are the most consistent two at the moment. I think team still a little bit up and down. I think Sitsipas, I mean, I called it the start of the tournament. He was, he was very up now. Yeah. I wasn't convinced that he was going to go deep yep. and yep. prove that right. I mean, I think the next group of players, I mean, it, we can't expect that we're going to see what we've seen with this era happen again. No, no, exactly right. So trying to forecast ahead, I mean, just looking at Alcaraz, Obviously, he's making an impression. Already up to 38 in the world as an 18-year-old. We've got a little taste of Holger Rune because uh, we've been sort of seeing a lot of his results but not seeing him on the centre stage. We've got to see his brand of tennis. Mercedes, the highest-ranked 19-year-old. Sinner, the highest-ranked 20-year-old. Brooksby and Nakashima, we've got a little look at at the US Open as two Americans that we think are going to rise, but to what level? Felix seems to be going he, he's, in the right direction. He's probably the one for me. I, I've been a little bit critical in the last year or so of Felix being pretty one-dimensional as a player, sort of had the crash and bash and that was all. But I think now we're starting to see a little bit of actual um, tennis smarts and finesse yep. come into the game and, and a little bit more of a, a well-rounded game. And he proved that throughout this tournament. I, I think he's the one now of, of that sort of mm. what, 21 and under group. Yeah, Alcaraz, we look at what a beast and, and a huge tournament. But I, I think that Felix, for me, just has that little bit of something that he's working on now that you can really see him being a force also. So up to 11 in the world, and the other 21-year-old inside that top 50 is Sebastian Corder, who's shown some good signs. Yeah. Still, still... Not still, sure yet. No, and there's still a few holes. I mean, yep. it's, it's just... 
you know, t- to be at the top, to win a Grand Slam seven matches over five sets, you can't have holes in your game. Mm. And Medvedev at the Australian Open had holes in the final against Novak. He was so far behind the baseline. Yep. Novak used the slice to full effect. I mean, Medvedev combated all that stuff in this final and was able to turn around and, and actually move forward. He was sort of 50% winning points in the net. Like, mm. he, he, he's just starting to... I mean, he served so <laughs> so well. I mean, I know we're going to break this match down, but, yep. Yep. you know, it, it's just starting to tweak all those little things and tidy up spots. And you look at, like, a Rafael Nadal early in his career. Didn't serve great. Mm. Backhand was just sort of plotted it around and didn't lose off that side, but it wasn't a weapon. Mm. And he couldn't volley to save himself. But by now, so if you look at Rafa, you know, at 30, 31, 32, 33, serves great, volley, doesn't miss a volley, backhand can be a weapon. We know the forehand's great, but I think that's what we're starting to see from Medvedev too. He'll just tweak and tune and, yeah, there's a lot of improvement there still for the Russian. No doubt. So the best 22-year-olds, Kasper Ruderman, I look at that and go, he's 10 in the world. Yeah. Sort of... Uh, clay, clay rat, mate. There's yeah, plenty of, he's had a little purple run on the clay, which has elevated the him. Schedule. The schedule helps. You always get a couple of these guys who mm. who play a really good clay court schedule. It's yep. sort of, you know, the, the amount of Masters series and, and big events through the middle part of the year, then they get an extra little run at it if they decide mm. not to go to the state straight yep. away, and then they get another little run on the back end, mm. you know, of the Aussie Open and the US Open. It, it's sort of a, if you're a clay specialist, the schedule is there to try and make a run if you can win a lot of matches. Yep. So we wait to see this crop of men and what they're going to do over the next couple of years on uh, the text. How about mentioning Sam Stoza? <laughs> well, we did mention her briefly. We're going to come back to her, uh, but we'll do it now. We're jumping around, waiting. Did I miss it? No, Olive, <laughs> let's let's talk about... Ah, awesome. Sam, you know her far better than I do, but this I think it's just fantastic at the back end of her career. It certainly is. I mean, what is it, 16 years since yep. she won the doubles title? 10 years, they're celebrating her 10-year anniversary when she won the singles. You know, life is changing. She's got a daughter back here in Australia. Travel this year for her has been hard. It's been a difficult year in singles, um, and she'll have decisions to make on the back end of this year, I'm sure, what she wants to do, because it's not, <laughs> coming from Australia, the easiest place to travel you're not in and out of right now. And, you know, I know having my two boys at home, you miss things if you're not there for the for the first part, and it's one of the sacrifices that you have to make and that she's making. Huge tournament. I mean, unbelievable to, to, to win a doubles title, but I think at her age now... Um, you know, she'll play for as long as she wants and she can play doubles for years and years and years to come, however long she wants to. But, yeah. you know, just knowing her, I know this year was tough on her. She was struggling to even get the motivation to go away. Mm. Maybe this helps with that. But I think once she comes back to Australia and plays again, it, it's going to be the same battle again next year. But, you know, um, you know, amazing stuff. Sam's a good friend of mine, so I'm, I'm really, really happy. And I think seeing her win, you know, it just silences a lot of people for me because it's been a lot of people very critical of what, her career has been, especially here in Australia, but she's had a phenomenal... Just, just phenomenal. go, go I mean, through the whole lot. Singles, doubles, mixed doubles, yeah. the whole lot. Is it? is, it's like, is it four women's doubles Grand Slams now, the yep. singles at the US Open, a final at the French Open in singles, both of those, yep. well, three or four mixed titles as well. Nine WTA titles, Yeah, I mean, it's, it's an incredible career for sure. And, you know, another another title here, and who knows, maybe maybe she does keep playing doubles. I'm not saying that she should retire, but I know she. this is something that's in her mind. For mm. sure, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. If you want to uh, weigh in to that, and uh, Dylan Alcott, while we're covering off the Australians uh, this morning, they were playing uh, side by side. So uh, I know we talked about the ESPN coverage uh, last week. Now they were focused on Dylan, but I was very keen to watch Sam. So I went on the laptop on ESPN.com.au and they were showing the same court. Yeah, and there was no Sam Stoza coverage, and then they crossed back late in the match when it was. Uh, 
up for grabs. But uh, Dylan Alcott, he's uh, the clean sweep of everything. <laughs> How was the fridge afterwards too when they cut, they cut in there and he's pouring the beer into the trophy? And Yeah, he's a character. It's, I mean, I mean great, great season again for Dylan. I know he's spoken about how long he continues playing for. Obviously, it, it's really tough in, in that quad division. Um, the prize money's not huge, but, I mean, mm. again, what he does on the court is matching what he does off the court because he does just as much off the court for, for bringing awareness to disability and his foundation and all that sort of stuff. So full credit to Dylan. No, he got the job done uh, today and that celebration will go for a little while. Just on the text, with tennis having a, a successful blueprint, why do you think other sports haven't adopted the men's and women's as a package? Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard, hard to know because, I mean, they play side by side for... Yeah, well, it's more than it's more than the four slams. It, it's other events, but I know we we do that. But they still run very separately, the men's and women's mm. tours. I mean, from the outside looking in, it maybe looks like that, but it's very disjointed still. Our sport, and we've we've yep. taken a dive into this, you know, previously. You know, the, and there was calls for it at the start of this pandemic for for the tours to become more in unison, and it, and it definitely hasn't happened. But. Um, yeah, I don't know, mate. Mm, it's, a, it's a topic for another day. <laughs> There's a lot lot to pull apart with uh, the structure of uh, tennis. And just before we go to the break, chronically underrated career from Sam Stozer, an absolute great. Thank you, Roddy, for your contribution. Uh, plenty of admiration pouring in for Sam. More of the first serve to come, your home of tennis. And uh, thanks to our good friends at Yonex, celebrating 75 years performance product crafted in Japan. You can check out their latest range at yonex.com. Better solar, better batteries, better energy. With V-Solar, you'll never have to pay another expensive electricity bill. Talk with a V-Solar advisor. Visit V.Solar to learn more. GLG Greenlight Group, leaders in property services and open space management. At glgcorp.com, the first serve, your home of tennis. Great to have your company uh, live on a Monday night uh, talking at the world of tennis. And if you miss any of our shows, of course, they're all podcast at thefirstserve.com.au. And you can subscribe to The First Serve through your um, preferred podcast uh, platform. But uh, plenty of content up on our website at the moment. And, of course, right across our socials, Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. You can follow us uh, daily. Shout out to Jeremy Beale as well, uh, the big Victorian lefty. He won his second ITF on the weekend. He's had... Uh, he's had three and a half months at the one base, uh, Grothy there in Tunisia. I think he's uh, flown out for a, another destination yeah. just to uh, change might, it up. Might be time for a little bit of a refresh <laughs> after that long there, I'd have to reckon. Yeah, well done to Jerry. We spoke to him a number of weeks ago. We're following all the players on the ITFs who are trying to make some inroads into uh, the rankings. Had a very good year in doubles and uh, he started basically with no singles ranking. So he's trying to uh, get that elevated. Uh, interesting little uh, text, uh, Sammy, coming through. How does Sam Groth not make it into the top 25 server? Surely you've got to be, of all time, along with Fritz... Fritz Buning, 61 years of age, American. 21 in the world he was. I just I just had to look him up. I <laughs> have <laughs> yeah. uh, no idea. Someone knows, someone knows the history of tennis a lot better than I do. Surely. Surely. Wow. I mean, hang on. Let's be honest, though. I was good for one serve. <laughs> 263. Yeah. No, nah, I love it. What was this? What was the second best? My second best? Yeah. I think I broke it three times in that match. 
I had a 258 one time in Washington in case anyone ever wants to doubt. I've actually, I grabbed the Hawkeye, the I grabbed the Hawkeye data file off the Hawkeye guys during the <laughs> AO one year because I wanted, I wanted it just so you can't do anything with the data file unless you've got the software to play it, but mm. I just wanted it to have. Yeah, just uh, absolute proof. Uh, men's rankings, so we talked about the women's rankings earlier. So Medvedev now within 1,353 points of uh, Djokovic. Uh, Sitsi passing third, but he's 2,400 points uh, behind Medvedev. Rublev up to five from six. Seven. Nadal sits at six. Uh, FAA up four spots to 11. Uh, and our man, what a fortnight, uh, Botik van der Samskelb, <laughs> uh, 55 spots to 62. One yeah. major can make the world a difference. So certainly can. Well, if you do it at a Grand Slam, for sure it makes a huge difference. It's amazing for me that Federer is still hanging on in that top ten. I don't know how. I mean, it's just this this ranking anomaly at the moment, isn't it? But so that should drop going. off, though, shouldn't it? In this back part of the year, yeah. At some point, I mean, I'm just I'm looking at the live round. I haven't got the actual uh, ATP. I have to pull up his ATP ranking to see what points he's actually got left on there. Yeah. But at some point, it's yeah. I don't yeah. know. Do you think we're going to see him back? Well, he might play again, but he's never going to be there again. Oh, I think. The I top. think the way. I, the you way don't I, think we'll see him. Well, I think there's only maybe one tournament. He's still got 400 him. points hanging on from the Nido ATP finals. A semi of the Aussie Open in 2020, which will drop off. A final of Wimbledon in 2019. All these tournaments that just the way the rollover yep. systems work. So he's holding on to, a, to Miami in 2019, Indian Wells in 2019. I mean, you know, by the time the tournaments come around, they were three years ago. <laughs> so we're not going to probably see him back. If he, if he just had a fourth knee surgery, yeah, it's probably not till mid I, I have a question, though, if for you. you and if he's going to come back and play one tournament. So I have a question for you, and maybe for if anyone wants to weigh in on this. I mean, this guy, Roger and Rafa, and, and even Novak, to a degree, have been able to carry our sport outside of the general tennis fan. And I think a lot of people listening to this station are not tennis fans, but they'll tune in if Roger Federer is playing the final of the Australian Open. But is there anyone in this next generation that people will actually tune in to watch like they do these guys? I mean, those guys engaged us from 21, 20, 19 years of age. Mm. I mean, I don't know if we quite have anyone in that next group that's going to engage us like those guys did. I think there's some... It's it's different storylines, but we're sitting on the inner circle. Yeah. You know, I, I think... We like seeing stuff that's different. We like, we like, but I, yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. We get, you know, tennis for a month, a year down here and we see different bits of it. And obviously there's more and more tennis coming to free to air now with the French Open and Wimbledon and so hopefully then, the US Open soon. Yeah. They're not going to clearly achieve the statistical records. No, but it's, yeah, so I it's guess. So it's going to be a different next 10 to 15 years where you made the point earlier where it's going to be more shared around yeah. amongst a, a group of maybe five to 10 And, and is that is that good for the sport? It's probably good for the sport for your, your average tennis fan, uh, sorry, your, your, your hardcore tennis fan who knows all of these players, but is it as good for the sport in terms of ga- engaging an audience from outside? I, I don't know. Only time will tell. Well, I, I can only say, Grothy, I did a, a number of different crosses today across the SEN uh, network, and uh, these are people who host general sports shows who are yeah. just absolutely engrossed in the whole Raducanu story. They yeah. love it. And they're not. They're following lots of different sports, so they love an emerging player. So, so but, but we said it in the women's but, but, game. Yeah, but did, did from, I guess my question to you would be, did Krejcikova engage them the same way Raducanu did? Because Raducanu, yeah, I, yeah no. And, then I, and I think that's, that's the danger, I think, mm. that we've come to expect such lofty heights from the players at the top of our sport yep. is the next generation. And, the, and I don't necessarily believe this, but are they going to look almost... 
I don't know if it's the right to put it, but almost mediocre mm. in their performances compared to what we've gotten used to in these epic matches and these huge tournaments from the, the big three. And then when you add Andy and Stan into that as well. Yep. Uh, well, it's, I mean, only time it's, will tell. It's a, but. Yeah, tough one. You're trying to look into the crystal ball uh, uh, well down the track and... Um, there's some talent. What they're going to become is uh, is absolutely uh, fascinating. Is there another storyline out of the US Open, Grothy? Apart from the winners, apart from yeah, I mean, I, 75 setters. No, I think for me, it's it's the broader tennis question, and obviously the Australian Open is going to come into the spotlight very soon. BP is, you know, the players in New York had freedom. They they were living in a city. They they've been playing all year with crowds. They they've been living in New York fairly. Freely, yeah. I mean, full stadium inside Arthur Ashe, and now they're going to finish the season out. They're going to have the ATP Tour Finals in Italy at the end of the year, and then they're going to hopefully. I mean, I assume everything's going ahead, and, and that's what we're hearing. They're going to come down under, and, and what is the Australian Open going to look like? And and I'm not saying they won't, but will the players um, want to come down here with? Whatever level of restriction we're putting on them, with with how they've been able to travel for the for the rest of the 2021 season, I mean, it's going to become the big storyline now as as we move forward into an Australian summer. But no, but the fact we're a major, I think, uh, just lures everyone here for sure. Well, yeah, it will. But even I mean, people were guaranteed a hundred thousand dollars. Okay, I, I hate sitting in a hotel room for 14 days and being let out for a few hours, but it, it's such a small part of their calendar. I mean, suck it up, isn't it? Just for a small period. Yeah, I mean, with the, the prize money. I'm sure. Get. I'm sure there's a lot of people listening in going, you know, I'd take, you know, a hundred grand. Of yeah, you know, yep. it's a tr- it's a little bit harder to get there than what people think sometimes. I think no, no, appreciate I'm not, it. and that's not yeah. saying what you. But I know that argument yep. of you know go and work a nine to five. I'd love to see anyone who says that go and do an off season through December with with mm. a with a group of tennis players. And you know, I'm, I'm, I remember falling asleep at my kitchen counter at six p.m. at night most <laughs> nights. So, you know, in my meal, yeah, it's it's exhausting. But yeah, I mean, I, I think it is going to come into the spotlight again now because you know you just look at how New York did it, and I know Tyler and his team would be looking at how Wimbledon did it with a bubble situation and then full crowds, so bubbling the players but having full crowds. I, I know all this stuff is going to become a discussion in, in the next couple of months and it's not that long now until we have to start prepping ourselves for, for an Australian summer again. Any intel, uh, Grothy, no, when I think we no, might have a clearer... I don't. I actually. I actually would love to. I. I don't at the moment. Mm. I haven't. I haven't um, taken too much of a deep dive, and I'm sure they'll be working on it. But yeah, you know, I'm, I'm sure we'll have an Australian Open. I just. I guess the question is, what, what does it look like? Is going to be the, the the big question. Yeah. Well, the the you know talk today around the Ashes yeah. in cricket, the uncertainty. Um, we saw England, India, the last Test cancelled. Uh, England having to come into a a bubble situation here in Australia after their freedom of movement the last uh, few months. So who knows? No, it's just... Who knows what's going to happen? It's interesting. We'll take a break. Come back. uh, Wrap up uh, the hour. It's gone uh, pretty quickly. Some last thoughts on the US Open. A little look ahead as well. And uh, good thanks to our very good friends at uh, ASTI, Melbourne's leading synthetic grass court surface and construction specialist. Check them out. ASTE.com.au. They're trusted by Melbourne tennis clubs and councils. Back with more of the first serve. Better solar, better batteries, better energy. With V Solar, you'll never have to pay another expensive electricity bill. Talk with a V Solar advisor. Visit V.Solar to learn more. GLG Greenlight Group, leaders in property services and open space management at glgcorp.com. The first serve, your home of tennis.
Post US Open, Emma Raducanu, a Grand Slam champion, Daniel Medvedev winning for the first time, Sam Stoza winning at the age of 37, the women's doubles, uh, great effort by Sam, Dylan Alcott uh, winning the Golden Slam uh, this year, so many storylines out of the final major of the year. On the Tennis Direct text, you can go shopping, tennisdirect.com.au, get that 10% discount, use the promo code FIRSTSERVE10, ordered to your heart's content, all delivered to your front door. Out of 10, what is the likelihood of the Aussie Open going ahead? I'm hearing it is going to be in Dubai. It won't be in, in Dubai. February. Well, that is absolute... Uh, you can have the... Might, it might have the... They might have the... Obviously, we had the quality situation. There, there, Possibility? We're not going to send the Australian Open no. to Dubai. It'll definitely be here. There's no doubt about it. The pull of a Grand Slam. Yes, there'll be some argy-bargy and the terms and conditions and yeah. the protocols. There'll be a lot of discussion, but I, I can't see it going anywhere. And the players, ATP, the tours, yeah. the councils have said, we're not sitting in a hotel room for 14 days, allowed out for a few hours. So they've got to try and find some compromise. But, I mean, the government would clearly love it to go ahead. I mean, they've invested so much money into that facility, but yeah. you're obviously trying to appease a lot of people, Grothy. More to come on that. Uh, Chris in Carnegie. Hello, gents. Great show. I disagree with the gent who said we won't see another qualifier go all the way. Well, not in my lifetime. I said it. (laughs) I'll just finish it. With a slam, it happened this week. It'll definitely happen again down the line. I thought, uh, for example, the great Borg won six French, five Wimbledons, would never be broken. Well, we have three current players all on 20 slams. Who would have thought? Think Djokovic can win at least three or four slams. No question. Your thoughts from Chris and Carnegie. Yeah, I mean... Look, maybe it'll happen. I mean, forever's a long time. Well, I don't think it'll happen in our lifetime. It hasn't happened in the, what, first 50 years or the last 50 years of the Open era. I mean, it's once in 50 years. Or, I mean, I don't know. I'd have to go back all the years. It's never happened in a Grand Slam tournament no, no. that a qualifier has won it. So, it's not meant to happen. I mean, it's not like I'm, I'm going out with some bold prediction there saying it'll never happen again. It hadn't happened till this week. Well, throw us some names, and you can throw some names up on our, our social uh, socials as well. Who do, who do you think are the emerging names? Give us a couple of names out there who we could be talking about potentially down the track. It's uh, tough to navigate through all uh, the rankings and try and pluck out a couple of um, future stars. Yeah, I, I, I do track. agree though. I think Novak can win three or four more, but I also think the Medvedev win will give players confidence that, they can, that Novak can be beaten at Grand Slam level for sure. Mm. So Medvedev's 1-1. Who's who's next in line? Uh, it's got to be Zverev for me. I just I think again. I mean that match he played in the semi-finals against Novak was pretty, pretty incredible. I mean his consistency of performance. I, I did still think he was the guy most likely to to beat Novak during this tournament and to be able to win the tournament. I think Novak maybe played his final in that semi. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think he's next. I think I think he's been the closest for sure. Um, I still think Sitsipas is is not quite there. I don't know. I don't know what it is. He just seemed to have. You know, after that red-hot start to the year that you hadn't won all those matches, it's just gone off into the wilderness a little bit, literally. We spoke about the Aussies a fair bit last week, and yeah. a few have uh, taken a little uh, tumble in the rankings. So what have we got here? So Demon Orr's down to 21, Millman stayed at 43, Popperin 71, Thompson's, you know, what, gone down 16 to 75, Duckworth dropped down to 80, and uh, Kyrgios down to 95 in the world. So... Sort of, some sort of, work to do. Yeah, but I sort of, when I look at those numbers, it's sort of where everyone fits with what they're mm. performing at. You know, it, it's, yeah. you know, I, I think Demon's still got a little bit of work to do to try to push up high. I know he's had, you know, a little fall there, but, yeah, hopefully he could get, get things sorted. 
Now, females, I mean, Tom Yanovich, yeah, has been behind Barty for a little while. We've got seven females ranked between 100 and 200 who mm. can't take, take away Sam, but they can't it's get been, out of that area. It's been quite some time, though, hasn't it? We yeah. haven't had really anyone sort of break through. I mean, Astra Sharma, you know, sort of popped in and popped mm. out, won that title, but... Mm. Yeah, we haven't sort of got those new names really making their mark and making that big push, have we? No. And the one that we thought maybe two or three years ago was Destiny Iava. Yeah. Who's back in Australia, not really playing a full well, schedule. And it's hard. And look, it's, it's a hard, it is hard out there on tour, yep. especially when you're trying to grind through those lower levels and you've got to have the right support and the right team around you. But, yeah, it'd be... Normally when you've got a good amount of players between a certain ranking, they sort of push each other and, and yep. you'll see a, a group come through at once. So hopefully that's what we get out of our women. No doubt. Grothy, we are uh, done. We'll be back to 8 o'clock, I think, uh, from uh, next uh, Monday night all the way through to the end of November. So no shortage of tennis, Indian Wells. We've got the tour finals. Uh, uh, lots to uh, take a look at. I think from all uh, reports, there's going to be a WTA finals of sorts. I think we touched on Billie that. Billie Jean Cup, Davis week. Cup finals. Yep. Bit to cover. Yep. You'll be on the screens of nine doing a beautiful job. We will be. We're covering all of that. And looking after the boys, you gave me an update. They're looking magnificent, the twins. No, nope, they're doing well. Go home. Hopefully they're asleep. All right. We are done. Uh, shop at tennisdirect.com.au. We'll talk to you next uh, Monday night at 8 o'clock. Keep an eye on the first serve.com.au. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91